Welcome to week nine and welcome to Between the Horns, live from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, side of Sunday Night Football this weekend against the Tennessee Titans. It's all presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the LA Rams. I'm JB Long, joined by my radio broadcast partners, beginning with DeMarco Farr. And DeFar, this weekend, we are set to honor our newest Hall of Famer, Isaac Bruce, as he receives his Hall of Fame ring over at American Airlines Plaza. Should be pretty cool on Sunday night. This is always cool. It's going to be doubly cool for me to see Isaac Bruce go out there and get his ring. I was there for the induction ceremony. I just texted him. I told him, when I see you, I'm going to try to jam you at the line. Maurice, you'll love this. We used to bet a thousand bucks a jam that I could jam him in the chest and he couldn't get off the point. I think I still owe him 15,000 bucks. So when I see him now, I'm doing it this week. Absolutely. You got a quick jam him, DeMarco. That's what he just said. Not a quick jam. He ain't ready right now. You just got to walk up. Boom, got you. Give me my money. Get I'm going for his spine. Absolutely. The Rams are going to be rocking their modern throwbacks. There are going to be plenty of other legends in attendance, including Orlando Pace, who celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday, Orlando. And speaking of birthdays, MJD is with us, as you can see. Um, MJD, it was brought to my attention that Adrian Peterson – was born two days before you, March 21st, 1985, and now he's back in an NFL uniform, potentially going to be activated from the practice squad for Sunday's game. Yeah, crazy, right? I'm surprised you found that stat. I've always told people he was older than me. I just <laughs> left school early. That's all it was. Um, it's, it's, it's insane. It, it actually, you know what? I'm going to go work out right now. I'll be right back, man. I got to go. I'm just messing with you. No, listen, um, he's unbelievable. What, what, he's able, what he's doing right now is unbelievable. Um, obviously, he loves the game of football a lot more than I did to, for him to keep playing like this and play with these young dudes. But um, he has a skill set that's needed. And every year, it's it's another team that needs it back to come in and get yards. And, and again, he's the closest thing to Derrick Henry that we've seen in the National Football League. So he's going to come in and do what he can do. And I can't wait to see him on the field. We'll talk about the Titans' loss of Henry in just a bit. Also, the Rams' addition of Von Miller. But let's just start with where we are on the schedule, on the calendar, DeMarco, and now the Rams have finished up a three-game window against non-contenders, right? New York, Detroit, Houston professionally went about their business, got three consecutive wins against that group to take their winning streak to four games overall, and now they're marked at 7-1. and one. But here come a couple of prime-time collisions, Sunday night football against the AFC leaders, and then Monday night football against your division rival, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I, I guess if this was college football, you can say they got the cupcakes out of the way. Now it's time for... SEC play or, or big-time football. But, yeah, I mean, look, Tennessee is a tough, smash-mouth, physical football team. And I have to say this, man. When they hired Mike Brable, I did not see it. But over the years, I've become accustomed, and I've liked his brand of ball. They bring it. And you know what Monday night is uh, against San Francisco. I mean, it's a game, sure, but it's more than a game. And you can throw out the records when – San Francisco lines up against the L.A. Rams. Uh, there's something between the coaches. There's definitely something between the players. So now, to me, what you've done is great. This is it. I wouldn't say this is the season, but this is the turning point. I, I think uh, this will determine who the Rams are going forward. This is going to be a big two weeks, a big two-game stretch here. And Maurice, from the league-wide perspective, since we last had this show, the Arizona Cardinals have taken their first loss Tampa Bay got one on the chin from rival New Orleans in the south, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be out this weekend against the Chiefs and beyond potentially as that situation develops in Green Bay. 
So here's a moment where the Rams at seven and one could get to nine and one before their bye or fall to seven and three, depending on which way these next two games go. Well, I, I think, again, this is uh, kind of the National Football League in a nutshell, right? You could be at the top like the Green Bay Packers coming off a huge win, and then all of a sudden, boom, the four falls out from underneath you, and you got to play with a, your first-round rookie who hasn't played in two or three years. So uh, to me, it's, it's, it's a lot of can the Rams handle business with Tennessee first. They're going to present a different brand of football than you've seen. Their defensive line is bigger, like we've seen the Rams struggle running the ball against those defense, uh, bigger defensive guys. But on the back end, they're banged up and they're struggling as well. And then can Ryan Tannehill be the guy that we've seen without play-action pass, right? So when he has play-action pass, he's the number one rated quarterback, um, I think uh, QBR in the National Football League. Without He's 16th. So without play-action, without Derrick Henry, without possibly Julio Jones, who's been hampered by a hamstring injury, um, can Ryan Tannehill lead this team? So that's the first one. Now the second game, it's all about getting that monkey off your back. I could give you a quick story. I remember in 2007, I had scored, or 2006, I scored 13 rushing touchdowns. 2007, I didn't score until week eight. But when I scored, JB, I was like, take them off my back. Get them off. Let's go. You know, yeah. and I think that's what the Niners is or kind of for the Rams is. You haven't beat the Niners in a long time. You haven't beat the Niners when they've been healthy in a, in a longer time. So in this situation, you need to go up there and take care of business and beat those guys the right way and then get that off your back and get ready to roll. Well, let's get to the news of the week. And thank goodness for the Los Angeles Rams, because otherwise the NFL trade deadline would have come and gone with not much fanfare yet again. It's hardly the, uh, the deadline that Major League Baseball or the NBA uh, has become. In fact, I would say the trade deadline can sometimes be more exciting for the Los Angeles Rams than draft weekend. And that may be, again, the case in 2022. But DeMarco, they went out and made the biggest move of the season in terms of the uh, trade transaction. I want to talk about Von Miller in two different dimensions. One, the intangibles, and then the scheme. You can pick wherever you want to begin, but I think he has an outsized impact in both areas. Man, look, he's a leader. He's Von Miller. He's headed to the Hall of Fame. Everybody knows him. He's an A-list celebrity in this game. So when he walks into the locker room, you give him respect. Even the head coach, everybody, the executives, give him respect. When you see Von Miller in passing on the street, you go up and say, what's up, Von? How you doing? I love the way you play. Everybody does it. So you're talking about one of the best players of the game, period, regardless of position, and he's coming to your football team. So uh, somebody asked me, is this the same as Clay Matthews? Not even close. Clay Matthews was great. You had a need. He's a terrific football player. But Von Miller is in a completely different category, a completely different class. This changes the math for everybody. Now, the only thing I can't figure out is how do you get Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller on the field at the same time? Leonard Floyd likes to rush from the left. Von Miller likes to rush from the left. Aaron can rush for just, from just about anywhere. So I can't see how these pieces fit, but I can guarantee you this. When it's an obvious passing down, you'll see all three guys on the field going to get it. Well, let, let me say this. As a guy who played against Von Miller, he can rush from anywhere. Don't let him fool you. He may like to rush from the left, but he's just as deadly rushing from the right. He's just as deadly rushing inside. He has a, a variety of moves that you can use. And this is the other thing as well. We may see the defense where they're all standing up and walking around, right? We may see it where you put both Von Miller and Leonard Floyd on the right or on, on the on the defense's left, and then Aaron Donald on the on the uh, defense's right, and let them guys crash the pocket. You can do so much with these guys. On top of this, guess what? Von Miller can cover too. 
That's the other part. That's what we don't talk about. He can rush the passer, and he can still drop back in the zones and get interceptions. We've seen that multiple times when he was in Denver. And he's so athletic, DeMarco. He is so athletic. The way he bends – okay, again, quick story because it's story time. I was with the Raiders. We were were sliding the protection to Von Miller on the right side, okay? We called it two-jet or three-jet, which means I was going left. I had that left left side. The line was sliding right. The right tackle – Looked at me before the play started. Was like, bro, you got to come help me. And I, I looked at the coach on the sideline. He said, "Hey, help him." See, and Von still got a sack. See, that's, that's what, what I'm trying I'm to tell you. About. About. So, when you have an offensive line, you only got five. So now you've got three guys that are in peril. One of them's going to face a one-on-one. One of them is is, is not going to have help. That's what I said this week. If you put Von Miller on the left, and let's say you put Floyd and AD on the right, that puts. AD right over the top of Roger Saffold. I cannot wait for that battle. But, yeah, either way, both of these guys, all three of these guys are great run and pass. Both those outside linebackers are great in pass coverage, but they all make their money going forward. So this is a good problem to have. DeMarcus, since you dropped uh, Clay Matthews, like I get what you're saying. I think the point's well taken. But given what he benefited from when he was with the Rams, courtesy of Aaron Donald and others. What we saw happen with Dante Fowler, what we watched happen with Leonard Floyd last year, there is an Aaron Donald effect that we all believe in. And I spoke with Von Miller about that yesterday. He believes in it too, but he also thinks there's a Von Miller effect that the other players can benefit from. Is that fair? Absolutely, yes. Uh, like Maurice said, those those tight ends and running backs are going to, those left tackles or right tackles, wherever he lines up, those running backs and tight ends are, are going to have to be pulled in to help, uh, depending on who you are. There's not that many guys that can take him one-on-one consistently and keep him out of the backfield, even at an advanced age, or if you think he slowed down, which I think is crazy. Watch the video. He looks exactly the same. But someone is going to have to pull a double team. Someone is going to have to pull a running back or a tight end out of a pass route to come in and help protect, which helps your secondary, which is exactly what the Rams need right now when you talk about cornerback. So, the Von Miller effect is real. It's going to help the pass rush. It'll also help the coverage. But that Aaron Donald effect, you know what that means. And this is why I love the Von Miller effect, because I'm not sure if you can double Aaron as consistently as you like, because he's out there now, which is one, good for us, too. One quick follow-up on that coverage point that you make. Does it mean the Rams might bring their blitz rate down? Can they devote more to coverage? Because do you need to send a fifth when you have the names that we talked about? Well, this is going to be funny for the outside linebacker coach and defensive line coach that's, that likes to call stunts and whatnot. Um, you may be, get ignored by the guys on the field because they want to rush straight ahead and do what they do, take their two-way goes and beat guys. Uh, but, yeah, if you're Raheem Morris, if your front four is going, then lay back and let them play. But every now and then, sneak in a blitz. You might be able to get Jalen Ramsey home or a Taylor Rapp home, unblocked to a quarterback. That gets the ball out or a big hit, or you may knock the quarterback out. So every now and then, be selective with your blitzes. Keep bringing them, but you might not have to bring as much. Well, I, and let me say this. The, I think both effects are going to work for everybody, right? You may see not only Leonard Floyd, but whoever that fourth D lineman is that's out there, right? He's going to get some one-on-ones. He's going to get all the one-on-ones, right? And if you're a defensive lineman that can't win one-on-ones, you don't belong in the National Football League. So expect – other guys like Sebastian Joseph Day or Greg Gaines, uh, Greg Gaines Aishon Robinson, other guys getting one-on-ones to really get after it. Because you, like you said, who are you going to double? Two guys are going to get doubled, and then the other two guys are going to be singled up ready to go to work. So is it Leonard Floyd that's going to be single who's been working 
like a madman getting pressure when he's singled? Or is it going to yeah. be Von Miller? Or is it going to be Aaron Donald in certain situations? And then this is the other thing. Anytime that you can rush forward and get and play coverage, that is the offense's worst nightmare. I'd rather you yeah. blitz me. I'd rather you blitz me because I know there's holes in the zone behind you. But if you're just rushing four, I got to sit and hold the ball and pat? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This, this is, is exciting. Staring at seven. Yeah, that, that's tough. But I would say this. Like, dig this. Your your best four pass rushing might be Obo Okoronkwo, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. Tell me Thank that's you. not a pass rush coming for you. Well, and this is after access, JB, where you were both you guys, you guys went to practice. How did it look when Von was running? He was just bouncing, huh? It's just like he's running on clouds. That is the scariest sight for an offensive lineman to see a defensive lineman bounce and run like a like a wide receiver or a DB. It's well, terrifying. I know, we're, I know we're all excited to see him hopefully make his Rams debut on Sunday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans. But when this transaction is made, I think all of our minds go to the same place, right? This is a move that's meant for January and February. This is a move that's meant to make Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady uncomfortable in the manner that you just described. No, no doubt. Think about this. Von Miller kept Cam Newton from being the biggest celebrity in the world. He absolutely ruined him in that Super Bowl. I mean, right. took it apart. There was nothing they can do because of him. So, yeah, this this move got Aaron Rodgers' attention. It got Kyler Murray's attention. It got everyone's attention. So, like we said, this changes the math. Whatever you thought you'd be able to roll against the Rams, you're going to have to rethink it now. We got to move then, on. But well, let me say this before yeah, you go. Ahead. I, I got to say this. This not, this move is not only for that. This move is to be the first seed in the NFC as well, right? You want everyone to come to SoFi. You don't want to have to go to Green right. Bay again. You don't want to have to go to Arizona. And and on top of that, the NFL hates this move because the Super Bowl is in SoFi, <laughs> and it's going to take too long to get everything situated. Two weeks is not enough from the NFC Championship game being in SoFi, then going obviously to the Super Bowl. So this is a move to not only set yourself up to make everyone have to come to L.A. and play, and say play on your turf and not have to go to Green Bay or Tampa where it may rain and those different things. I'm glad we went deep on that topic. I'll just tack on a couple other things. Uh, Darius Williams hopefully coming off injured reserve to bolster the corner position. Sebastian Joseph Day after a one-week absence on the interior of that defensive line, even though Greg Gaines played terrific. And then Ernest Jones settling in at off-ball linebacker when he had half a sack in the pick in his starting debut for the Rams on that defense. Let's get to the team that they're facing now. And the other major, major news item of the week in the National Football League is foot surgery and potentially, hopefully not for Derrick Henry's case, uh, season-ending surgery for the NFL's leading rusher. And Maurice, this is an amazing case study in the impact that running backs have on the modern game, right? Because he's coming off of his two least effective performances, and yet they were both Titans wins. They thumped the Chiefs. They won an overtime in Indianapolis. So what does his loss mean to the Titans as they come to Englewood? Uh, it means everything. Derrick Henry is the reason that offense is going. Even though he wasn't rushing for 150 yards and three touchdowns, you have to account for the run. You have to put eight guys in the box. And the box, normally the box is like a, um, what is it, like two yards outside the tackles and maybe five yards deep. Derrick Henry's box is on the tackles and two yards from the line of scrimmage. you got to be in there ready to stop the run. You can't allow him any space. And what what that opens up the passing game for AJ uh, AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill, right? The play action pass and all those different things. So now the Titans are going to have to become more of a pass first offense. And I I I, I know their OC Todd Downing. Um, that's not his special. That's not what he does well. He's a play action pass 
kind of OC. He wants to run the ball, get everyone sucked in, and then be able to throw it over your head. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do things. Adrian Peterson, yes, he's he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a great guy, but he's not Derrick Henry. Not at this age. He's not what Derrick Henry was able to do. So they're going to have to do it with multiple guys, and that's just not going to be the way. That's just not how it works. And so I, I'm interested to see, is it the screen game going to be it? Is the short passing game going to be, help with the running game? Are all those things going to help the play-action pass game? Like, they're going to have to mix some things up in order to kind of get the effect that they have with Derrick Henry. No, I think the Titans were uniquely equipped to Marco coming to SoFi Stadium <clears throat> to keep the ball away from Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. Is that still the case? Well, we'll see. Um, and I think Mar- what Maurice said is exactly right with the play-action pass. But, I mean, I think lost in all the King Henry talk is this is a pretty good offensive line. Maybe the uh, best. That they are the physical. Face physical up front i mean they will absolutely knock you off the football so uh i'm not saying that anybody could run behind this line but they're still going to have some success running the ball because of this offensive line and they'll still have a chance to set up their play action pass now here's the question mark what happens when you stop the run game what happens when you start having tackles for lost on first and second down and then you put Tannehill in those obvious passing situations Well, well that's where you want him i think it really takes away their tight ends i think their tight ends are great uh, with play action because those linebackers have to bite with Derrick Henry. I mean, they have to fly up to the line of scrimmage when you think he's getting the football because you don't want that guy to get a full head of steam, which opens up the passing game for the tight ends behind. Now it might be a little bit different. Uh, even though it's Adrian Peterson, you may be a little bit late on that run read and keep your depth on, on, on play action, and it'll be tougher for Tannehill to try to figure out where to go with the football and he will throw it to you. Indianapolis had a big pick on the first drive last week. So uh, Ryan Tannehill is underrated, but at some points you'll find that he's very average in those obvious passing downs. So not having Henry is going to change this offense a little bit. But that offensive line, Lawan, Saffel, Jones, Davis, Quisenberry, they're still here, they're still physical, and they're still knocking people off the football. How about this? Tannehill, the same recruiting class at Texas A&M as Vaughn Miller. Now they're reunited at SoFi Stadium. And DeMarco, uh, just a short drive away from here, I know that you had some memories of Tannehill's last trip to Los Angeles over at the Coliseum in Jarvis Landry. You were there. (laughs) Uh, Seven plays, 75 yards, and a buck 35 for the heartbreak. Uh, Just absolutely hurt my feelings there. Really. And just one more thing about Tannehill. I would hope that Raheem Morris and whoever plays, whoever's on defense for the Rams, don't wait until he scrambles to remember that this guy used to be a receiver, that this guy can run. He is really good. He's really athletic, and he can make you pay. Hmm. Quick word on his targets. Maurice, you touched on it a bit already, but A.J. Brown is on an absolute tear, has become his favorite target, with Julio Jones struggling to get past a hamstring injury. What do you expect in terms of – Uh, receiving options for Tannehill if they do have to keep up with the Rams offensively? Well, this is the thing. I'm still, and I I guess this is a question for our defense, are you going to take Jalen Ramsey and just lock him on A.J. Brown and say, hey, here you go, kind of how what he was brought here for? Or are you going to put him in that star position and let him play in the slot? To me, I'm going to say, we paying you all this money. You shut him down, we'll double Julio, and we'll figure it out from there. Um, But if you don't do that, if you don't give A.J. Brown the respect that he deserves – he will beat you, period, point blank. He can take the slant at, what, 6'3", 225 pounds. He can take a slant 80 yards to the house. He can go – he runs every route. He gets out of his breaks. He can do everything. And the funny thing is, he's been hampered by a knee injury early in the year, and then he just came back from it and has been on fire. So, to me, you have to know who Ryan Tannehill is going to go to first. 
is going to be A.J. Brown. If Julio Jones is there, he's going to be the second read. And then there's a bunch of other guys kind of mixed in there. But I would put my number one player on their number one player, and let's see how it works out. Oh, same question for the Titans. Who's going to be on Cooper Cup? Because he's the number one player right now in the National Football League. Back-to-back NFC Offensive Player of the Month honors for Cup. He and the Rams will be here at SoFi Stadium for Week 9 looking for a fifth consecutive victory. DeMarco, good to see you. Maurice, good luck with your uh, youth football on Saturday before we catch you Sunday. Yeah, listen, it's, it's second round of the playoffs, man. We're ready to go. And we're, hey, two great practices in a row, DeMarco. I see you. It's, it's time. It's now it's the day before the day before. We're going to figure this thing out today. Hayes in the barn. Too Hayes late in the barn. It's too late. <laughs> Bring an extra chin strap. It's a two chin strap. Get a Rottweiler. That's right. <laughs> and DeMarco, as uh, Isaac and a bunch of other Rams legends yeah. come to Inglewood, I, I just want to promote Rams Iconic. You've had a couple of great interviews with uh, some old timers and uh, very well-deserved conversations. Good memories there. Absolutely. I just have to say, Isaac Bruce's career started here, and then it's going to finish here with that ring. I think that is apropos. Hmm. We thank all of you for tuning in to Between the Horns this week, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealer, proud partner of the L.A. Rams. For MJD, for DeMarco Farr, I'm J.B. Long. If you would like to join us here at SoFi Stadium this weekend, this season, to experience the Rams house, just go to therams.com slash tickets. Therams.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. Meantime, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy week nine.